Hello everyone and welcome back to the MTG Novels Project. The MTG Novels Project is available both on YouTube and as a podcast version. Check the description for more details. A legal note, this is an unofficial audiobook with original content belonging to Wizard of the Coast. This content is covered under 2017 Wizard of the Coast fan content policy. Listener discretion is advised. Today we're continuing with Chapter 15 of Planeswalker by Lynn Abbey. Zancha and Sasina both screamed as the darkness sealed around them. Navigation was impossible, and it became one more tumbling object in the chaos raining down from the colliding islands. Sasina called her lady's name begging for deliverance. Sancha hoped Sarah could hear. The sphere wasn't like Urza's armor. The armor lasted until Sancha wielded away, but once the sphere had risen, it collapsed as soon as it touched the ground. At least, that is what had always happened. It might do something different this time, when it had come out black. The jostling, which seemed to last forever, ended when they struck a decisive bottom. The sphere collapsed as it always had, coating Sancha in soot and leaving them in a shower of rocks. Chancellor was stunned when a stone struck her in the head, but mine stars were all she saw through the sticky suit. Sasina's hand closed over hers. Zancha let herself be guided to a place where the air was quiet. So what next? Zancha asked while she wiped away the sweat and suit from her eyes. There wasn't much to see. The air was dusty and the overhead island, the island from which they'd fallen, that continued to rain chunks of itself onto the island where they were standing, remained close enough to keep them in twilight darkness. She feared another collision. We can't stay here, she added, in case Selina had missed the obvious. They're both nursing bruises. Zanja's hand came away bloody when she touched the throbbing spot where the rock had hit her skull. The left sleeve of Selina's gown had torn to rags, and she was dripping soot-streaked blood from a gash on her forearm. Zanja never worried about about her own cuts. She healed quickly, and the infection or illness that the plague-born folk weren't interested in newt flesh. She worried about Sasina instead. Although Sasina had gotten them to safety beyond the rockfall, she was dazed and unresponsible. She held her bleeding arm in front of her and stared at it with glassy eyes. The folk of Sarah's realm were born, or so Sasina had claimed. Despite the strangeness of the floating island realm and the way Sarah's air sustained them, Sasina might be as fragile as the born folk usually were. The suit alone might kill her. Blood poisoning wasn't an easy death, or a quick one. But unless she had hidden injuries, Sasina's problem had to be shock and fear. Waste not, want not. You're not your dead yet. Pull yourself. It was black, Sasina interrupted. I noticed, Zanja said with a shrug. It's always been clear before, but Eclesis was alive, and will use it again. Sasina rushed free. No, you don't understand. It was black. Nothing here is black. The lady doesn't permit it. She began to weep. I told you. I couldn't call him black mana here. Black mana? I am no sorcerer, Sarsina. I never called to the land of my life. But the sis has felt wrong. She had wakened worse than she used it. And the sphere had been black. You shattered the land. Shattered it. Zancha didn't demand gratitude, but she wouldn't stand for the abuse. I didn't shatter anything. Two islands collided and kept us alive the only way I knew how. 
Would you have ever left you to be crushed by the rocks? Yes. Yes. They'll come for you because of what they've done. They'll come for me for what you've done is all over me. If I'd known that, I'd done it sooner, Zanja lied. Zanja wasn't in pain. If anything, she was numb. For the first time in centuries, she wasn't aware of Urza's cyst. Her hand felt cloth when she rubbed below her waist, but the rest of her couldn't feel her hand. The numbness was spreading. Part of her mind that knew she was healthy or she was numb because she was empty. She didn't know what she would happen if she called on the cyst while her gut was numb and didn't want to find out unless she had to. How long before your lady gets here? The lady won't come. She takes no part in death. Even when she knows it must be done, the archangels will come. Sasina looked at the still crumbling underside of the original floating island. Soon. Sasina dried her tears, leaving fresh streaks of blood and soup on her face. Then she did what Sarah's folks seemed to do best. She sat down, folded her arms in her laps, and settled down to wait. The gash in her arm continued to bleed, but Sasina didn't feel pain. Or maybe she hoped to bleed to death before the dreaded archangel arrived. If her own life hadn't hung in the balance, Zancha would have laughed at the absurdity. She grabbed Sasina below the shoulders and hauled the taller woman to her feet. You want to live, Sasina? You got us both away from the crawling rocks and dirt. She shook the other women, hoping for reaction. You want to live? You want to see Kenadurn again? A blink, a frown, nothing. This is not perfection, Zancha shouted, and let Sasina go. The taller woman balanced on her own feet for a moment, then clumsily sat down again. Sancha walked away in disgust. She gone about ten paces before the light of understanding brightened in her mind. You knew, Sancha shouted as she ran back. You've known from the beginning. You've been expecting those archwiver angels since I woke up, and since up before I woke up. Your precious, perfect lady sent me here to be killed, and sent you as what? A witness? Come back to the floating palace when everything's taken care of. All this time waiting for the archangels. I never wanted them to come, Sasina shouted back. It was the first time Sasha had heard the other lady raise her voice. Perhaps the first time Sasina had raised it. She seemed aghast by her outburst. Why not? Didn't you want to get back to the palace? And Kenny Adern? Sasina gasped and fumbled for words. Don't you understand? I can't go back. Because I saved your life, my black mana, Sasha thought. She understood perfectly. If only our archangels had been a little quicker. Is that what you've been doing when you sat all the time? Praying to the archangels, get here soon. I didn't want you to wake up. Because while you were asleep, there's no chance you'd use your black powers. And nothing would draw the archangels to us. Once you're awake, you are... You are so difficult as afraid to tell you anything. I'd be much less difficult, so I said politeness, if I knew the truth. She sat down opposite Sasina. The perfect truth. Kenya, darn. Zanja reeled her eyes. Why well, am I surprised that he is at the heart of the truth? You're very difficult. Is black matter in you? It rules you. The lady said so. Zanja wondered what the lady had said about Urza, but that would have been a truly difficult question. I know nothing about black mana, but I'd argue with your lady's judgment. Go on, please, before we run out of time. How can you run out of time? Zanja shrugged. Just talk. The lady smiled on Kenya Durden and I. She had never encountered the divisions between the sisterhood and the angels. She had her blessing to come to the palace. But before we could get together, he was sent away, and I chose to accompany you. I would not have objected, Sasina continued quickly and emphatically. I serve Lady Sarah proudly, willingly. We all know how she sacrifices herself to maintain the realm. It would be the sort, worst sort of pride and arrogance to question her decisions. But I could not, 
cannot believe this was her decision. To send me away to die, or send you away to die with me? Cecina had a decency to look uncomfortable. You're difficult, and you're devious. You imagined our corners, and then you make them real. That was a criticism Sancha had never heard from Urza's lips. You would never do anything among the sisters or angels, but if I were to speak to the lady, I'd tell her that except for your black manner, you would make a most excellent archangel, and I think she would agree, as was M, youngest among the sisters, but I have had the lady's confidence. I know she would not have sent me away without seeing me or telling me why. Then why hasn't she come looking for you? When she knows you are missing, you and Kenya Dern both? So she shivered. You ask such questions, Ansha. I never think to ask such questions myself. She paused and Sancha raised her eyebrows unexpectedly. Until I met you, now, I ask myself such questions, but I do not like my own answers. I ask myself if the lady has been deceived by those who were displeased that Kenya Dern had given me his token, and no matter how hard I try to purge my thoughts, I cannot convince myself that she hasn't. Or maybe your lady's not perfect. Sasina's so thin lipped mouth opened, closed, and opened again. I don't know if she ever looked for me, or if she could not find me, but in either case, yes, there would be imperfections. So you see, I cannot go back to the palace, not with these thoughts in my heart. Kennedyne is lost. You mock me, Zancha. Do not bother to lie about it, but Kennedyne is a paragon. He would have looked for me, and since he hasn't, hasn't found you, but maybe he is looking. How many of these full nines are there? A thousand? Ten thousand? You shouldn't give up. He might just be one walk away. Take a look in his face when he finds you here dead because you stopped trying to stay alive. Difficult, but right. Half right. A faint smile cracked at dirt on Sassina's face and vanished. We cannot go back to the palace. Seems to me that's the exact place we should be going. We wouldn't be welcomed. Waste not, want not. Sassina's, your precious lady is being lied to, and you'd roll over and die without your lover, because your enemies won't welcome you. Not enemies. Enemies. Anyone who wants you dead, Sassina, is an enemy of yours and your ladies. If you're determined to die, let's at least try to find this floating palace where your lady is surrounded by silent enemies. Urza will support you. That was a promise Urza, or sorry, that was a promise Zancha didn't know she was a, be able to keep, but it had to be made. Anything that would get Sassina thinking had to be done, because even if the Archangel didn't show up, the islands were likely to collide again. The upper island had taken the worst damage in the first collision and might again in the second. But anything on the surface of the lower island was going to get squished like a bug. Difficult, Cecina repeated. Such a stub off her hand, but right. I don't know where the palace is. Only the angels know. Didn't Kennedyne ever tell you how he flew in and out? We never talked about such things. Sancha almost asked what they did talk about, but Cecina might not have answered. And she truly didn't want to know. Come on. Let's at least start walking. We've got to walk ourselves clear of this overhead. Maybe when we get to an edge, we'll get lucky and see the wondrous palace. We can't. Can't what? We can't walk to the edge of an island. I don't think we can walk out from under the overhang. I tried, Sancha, before you woke up. I tried to abandon you. I knew when you walked that way that you would have to come back. No apologies. I've done the same, Sancha said and offered her hand again. Come on. I've lived with worlds over my head. But not this close. Makes me nervous. Sosina reached and winched as the gas in her arm began bleeding again. It was ugly now and would only get worse if they didn't find water soon. 
Sancha had seen free running water since she'd first opened her eyes in Sarah's realm. But now that Cecina was moving again, she didn't seem worried about her wounds. So Sancha said nothing either. Sancha kept an eye on the island overhead to measure their progress. The lethargy that had slowed her on her previous walk was worse. They weren't covering any ground the way she would have liked. Even so, they were getting nowhere relative to the convoluted underside above them. Sasina looked at every, looked at her every time she looked up. A look that expressed concessions and defeat. But Zancha kept walking. Sasina's remarks about black mana had confirmed Zancha's suspicion that Sarah's floating island realm was a magical place, as unnatural in its way as Phyrexia. The force that made Phyrexia, a world of concentric spheres, were as inexplicable as the ones that shaped Sarah's, Sarah's realm into thousands of floating islands. And perhaps not all that different from each other. She'd have questioned for Urza when they met again. If they met again. And if she and Cecina could walk to a place where the opening between the colliding islands was large enough that she'd risk casting them adrift in the sphere. The thought of waking up in the cyst brought an end to the gutted numbness. Sancha dropped to one knee. The Archangel will find us, Cecina said. Not the words Sancha wanted to hear at that moment. Every time you call him black mana, it brings him closer. I didn't call him black mana, Sancha existed. Sancha used a mnemonic to awaken Urza's artifact. She didn't know how the fist made the sphere or the armor. Urza knew magic-based sorcery. The necessary insights had come with his eyes. He said the Thran hadn't used mana, so he wouldn't either. But the Thran had made Urza's eyes. Sasina thought Zancha looked in dark corners. Zancha didn't need imagination so long as she had Urza. The pain had faded and the numbness returned. Zancha's legs were leaden when she stood. She could barely lift her feet when she tried to walk. There's got to be another way. We'll wait until the Archangels find us. There is no other ways. Is her lady sensitive to black magic or just the Archangels? Black magic has no place here. It hurts. We can all feel it, the lady the most of all. She is aware of the whole realm as you are aware of your body. The Archangels patrol the lands looking for black mana and other evil miasmas. They eliminate evil before it can affect a lady. But when they found you and your other Urza, together they called Lady Sarah for a judgment. You've already been judged. When the Archangel find us, they won't call Lady Sarah again. They won't risk her help. None of us would risk it. If the lady sickened, we all would die. Another fortunate choice of words, giving the state of Zancha's gut, but she had an idea. I'm going to get everybody's attention. The Archangels, with any luck, your lady herself. Zancha yawned and threw the mnemonic for her armor. At first there was nothing, and she lost th thought she'd lost her cyst altogether. Then the pain began, and she felt something. Acid rising down her throat. Sasina screamed, but they then Sancha couldn't have stopped the process if she wanted to. The armor burned as it flowed over her skin. It spared her eyes. When Sancha looked down, what she saw was black in darkness, as black and featherless as the walls of the unnet cave. She brought her hands together, saw them touch, and felt absolutely nothing. You've got the archangels, that's all. Sasina pointed to the narrow house and blue eyes were doomed. Sasina stood more than two arms length away. With black other covering Zancha's ears, she sounded distant and underwater. Zancha looked in that indicated direction. A dazzling white diamond had appeared in a ribbon of golden light between the two islands. A moment's observation revealed that it was growing, moving towards them at considerable speed. From the air, then the floating island had edges. It was only from the ground that the horizon never became an edge. As the diamond grew larger, it became apparent that it had five parts. Four small lights one ancient narrow and oblique points, and a much larger light in the center. 
The Aegis, Cecilia said. The Aegis was also diamond-shaped and too bright to look at directly. Sancha held her black armor hand in front of her eyes and squinted through the peephole gaps between her fingers. She saw writhing plumes of yellow fire emerge from a hole that reminded her of a portal. A portal to the sun. Moving her hand slightly, she observed the smaller light. The archangel themselves, radiant, elongated creatures with dazzling wings that didn't move and smooth, fearless faces. They resembled Sassina the same way many complicated Phyrexians resembled Newt's. Not an encouraging thought. Sancha didn't think Irma's armor in his peasant condition would be proof against the Aegis. She tried to say goodbye to Sassina and discovered that armor had taken away her voice. Wind preceded the archangels. It shook boulders loose from the overhead island and lifted the island itself out of the way. One loosened boulder struck the ground so near to Sancha feet that she felt the ground shudder. The wind died when the archangels brought the Aegis to a hovering halt. A good warrior's anywhere, the archangel tested the weapon before it put it into use. A beam of light as hot as a fraction firmness and many times as bright seared the land directly below the Aegis. Then the beam began to move towards Zancha and Hosina. It made no difference whether Zancha's eyes were open or closed. She was blind. It felt as if the back of her skull was on fire. Zancha had never believed in gods or souls, but facing the end of her life, Sancha found that she believed in curses. She had roughly cursed Lady Cecina's notion of perfection when she was struck down by a sideways wind. The wind went the word, and the word was HALT. A woman's voice. This time there could be no mistaking it, even through Sancha's blackened armor. The great lady of the realm reigned in her archangels. The heat ebbed at once, but Sancha remained blind. A more ordinary voice, a man's voice, shouted, Sassina! Zancha guessed that Kelladurn had found his beloved. She hoped Sassina was still alive. She'd hoped, too, that Urza might be part of the rescue party. But no one called her name. Someone did lift her to her feet and into the air. At least Zancha thought it she'd been lifted. She assumed she was being carried by an angel or an archangel. Blind and numb as she was, it was impossible to be certain. And she was in no way to attempt to release Urza's armor, assuming she could release it. The journey lasted long enough for Xantha's vision to recover from its Aegis searing. She was moving through the air of Sir's realm, tucked under the arm of the right side archangel. Craning her neck as much as she dared, Xantha caught a glimpse of a silver face with angles for nose, chin, and not so as a slit for the vision. A mask, she thought because the air hand could see her at her waist. With flush with struck sinew and pussing arteries, apparent below normal hued skin, Sanja could understand why the archangels might choose to cover their eyes, even when it was shut down. The Aegis, one golden tether to which her archangel held in his or her. The other hand was nothing. Sanja wanted to look at Izzy four times as high as her archangel. It reminded of Sancho of nothing so much as a piece of the sun. The Sarah's realm did not have any other purpose. They left the Aegis behind, and shining among the flown islands, once the great island that they could only be Lady Cesare's palace came into view. The palace was many times the size of any other island. Sancho had seen, if she had to make a guess, She'd have said that the very center of the latest creation. 
as all Phyrexia had formed in spheres around the ineffable, but Zanja had seen nothing like the palace in Phyrexia. Lady Sarah's home leapt and soared in fantastic curves. Zanja could think of no stone or brick that would glisten as the palace walls and ribs glistened in the aegis light. Their underlying color was white or possibly golden gray. It was difficult to be certain. A myriad of rainbows confidently moved along every arch and into every corner. There was sound in all timbers to accompany the kaleidoscopic light, and not an echo of discord. The total experience, which could have been as overwhelming as the Aegis, was instead subtle and unspeakably beautiful. It was also pushing Zancha and her archangel away. They were falling beneath the others, including the fifth unmasked angel, carrying Sosina. Zancha would have preferred to keep her armor, black as it was, around her, but she didn't want to be left alone either. Perhaps releasing the armor would be the most foolish thing she did, but she recited a mnemonic that made it melt away. Black dust streamed away from her. It dirtied the archangel's pure white robes, but he regained his right say, place in the formation moments before they began a dizzying ascent to the rainbow lace ornament atop the palace's highest, most improbable arch. With nothing else to guide her eyes, Zancha had misjudged the scale of Sarah's palace. She had seen snow-capped mountains that weren't as high as a single soaring arch, and mighty temples that were smaller than the deceptively delicate orifice on which jeweled porch the archangel landed. Her knees buckled when her feet touched the ground. She was numb, the same way the palace was many-colored awards in shifting waves of sensation. She kept her balance by keeping a close watch on her feet and the floor. Follow me. Sancho looked up quickly, a mistake under the circumstances. The archangels had only vanished, and Kelidurn, assuming that unmasked angel was Kelidurn, had no hands to spare. Sancho broke her fall with her arms, and stayed where she crunched on the floor or grasslands. I can smell someone. I can find someone out for you, Tilden said in a tone that conveyed the notion that he wouldn't remember men accepting the offers. He had a friendly, honest voice. Janta had never paid much attention to the handsomeness of men, but even she could see that Kenedurn was Sassina had claimed, a very attractive paragon. She guessed he knew how to laugh, even though his face was anxious at that moment. If Sassina was dead, she was clinging to life by a very delicate thread. The agent had burned the tall woman badly. Her flesh was seared and weeping beneath its crust of dirt. Go, Sancho told him. I'll follow. She started to stand in the bended attempt. I'll find a way. Thank you for listening to chapter 15 of Planeswalker. Please like, subscribe, and follow on YouTube and your chosen podcast platform. Mm-hmm.